The Die Hard Eagles podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona for boosted parlays, the in-game odds on every major sport. WinBet has what you need to win. Sign today to receive a $1,000 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap. America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Check out the new propswap.com to use promo code SGP on your first deposit. Receive up to $500 in bonus cash. We're also brought to you by Prediction Strike. Prediction Strike is the only performance based sports stock market where you can buy and sell shares of professional athletes. Use promo code SGPN Eagles to receive a free athlete share with your first deposit. Of twenty dollars or more. We're also brought to you by Odds Crowd. Are you the best NBA better in the United States? Odds Crowd is challenging you to prove it with their free-to-play fantasy betting contest. There's three thousand dollars up for grabs in their season-long contest and two hundred dollars every week in their weekly contest. Just head over to OddsCrowd.com to sign up now. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app. Your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Welcome everybody to the diehard Eagles podcast. I'm Sean stacking the money green with my fellow diehards, Rob and Justin coming off a, I don't even know. How do you describe that loss against the Tampa Bay bucks Thursday night? Again, ugly, ugly first half, uh, especially offensively defense. They were ramming it down our throats make a little bit of a comeback. We win the second half, 15 to seven in the second half, ultimately come up six points short do cover the spread which was plus seven shout out to Nick Sirianni analytics whiz. Probably why he's got those highlighters uh, inside of his visor, figuring out when to go for two wish you would figure out when to run the ball to me. That's my biggest takeaway is one design carry to the running back in the first half. And it's fair to critique Jalen Hurts didn't play a great game. Fair to critique the defense once again, but man, if the defense can just rush the passer the entire game, I, I don't see how we're going to get anywhere or even get a, an accurate evaluation. A lot to go on, but uh, frustrating once again. Rob, what's your biggest takeaway from this Bucks Eagles loss Thursday night? I mean, the biggest takeaway is we're not. We're not a great team. I, I think Sean, I wish I could say the only thing I was concerned about was the the one run. Um, but if you just look at our offensive stats overall, I mean, they're, they just were abysmal. Um, you know, Hertz only threw for 115 yards. He had one TD. He was under uh 50% completion. Um, you know, and, and it seems like a couple of our receivers had some nice catches, but we just didn't get anything going. I mean, uh, the no rhythm. Hurt, Ertz had the most catches with four. You had Watkins with three Smith with two, but you know, Rager zero catches. Um, we, we just got nothing going. Um, the offense looked bad. Sirianni called a bad game. You know, and the only stat I'm going to give you to give people a little glimmer of hope, uh, give a little optimism out there is I did see a stat, the top five PFF graded QBs in the fourth quarter this season with 25 pass attempts as a minimum. Jalen Hurts number three after Tom Brady, Lamar Jackson, 
Hertz three, Herbert four, Matthew Stafford five. Um, Hertz is the only QB on that list with a losing record. So just interesting. It does seem like something does click a little more in the second half. I don't know if it's the pressure of the game, the the pressure to perform. Maybe that's a good thing that Hertz can handle that pressure, but I don't know what's going on the rest of the game because, you know, Sirianni didn't call a good game and Hertz didn't look particularly good himself. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I think haters, you know, people who would like to criticize Jalen Hurts, regardless, I think would say, Oh, that's all in garbage time. But I mean, that last drive against the bucks, the game was still up for grabs. There was that horrible taunting uh, call once they got the uh, touchdown and the two points. So the game was very much up for grabs when they were down uh, 28, 14, and he drove them down, got the touchdown, got the two point conversion. Now that doesn't wipe off how, how shitty he looked in the first half. It seems to me that the only time the offense is really having success outside of that first game is when the, the plays break down and he just improvises Jalen hurts and they, and they figure something out there. It'd be great if we can get to kind of taking advantage of his ability to improvise in a, in a structured format early on in the game when it's still up for grabs or not just chasing points down, uh, down a bunch, Justin, what's a, what's a big takeaway from this bucks loss. I mean, I think you guys hit the nail on the head. I mean, we're just not a good team right now and we got to change things up uh, as soon as possible. If we want to try and do something this season, uh, it's, it's really sad when your quarterback rushes for more uh, rushes more times than your uh, star running back there. Hertz rushed 10 times while Sanders only rushed nine, um, nine for 56, nine for 56. What is, I mean, I can understand if they're running the ball and nothing was happening, but they're running the ball and it was going well. Yeah. And just to, to echo that Sanders has positive yards on 98.2% of his attempts so far this year. So um, it's not like he's getting stuffed every play. His yards per carry are good. <sighs> So and then the other thing too is with the offense, we really struggled on third down situations. We were three for ten this game, which you know it it, it just continues to seem to be an issue uh, with this offense. And I know we're pointing out Hurts or who is it Hurts or Sirianni or what's going on, but I mean Hurts didn't play well as you guys pointed out. I mean our two biggest plays were on PI calls. Uh, luckily, you know we were able to get the PI calls, but. Uh, if the pass is a little bit better to Rager on that second PI, I think he scores, you know, uh, luckily we were able to get it into the end zone after those, but he can't just live off of those. I, I will say though, one bright spot, one very bright spot was that we only had four penalties for 41 yards this game. So here we go. I was happy to see that. Um, <laughs> the other small glimmer of a bright spot was the fact that, you know, we held them to zero points in the fourth quarter, which actually, made it a game in the end and gave us a chance to possibly win it, even though we weren't able to pull it out. So, I mean, I guess I'll take those things, but we obviously got to get better on both sides of the ball um, because it's just not cutting it right now. Yeah. No pre-stat motion is pretty annoying. Uh, although I will say, and not to compare, uh, you know, Jalen hurts to uh, Josh Allen, obviously Josh Allen and much more refined uh, quarterback product at this time, but the bills kind of sit in shotgun a bunch they don't use a ton of motion and that Brian Dable offense is pretty good. Now I, I think they do a lot of stuff with the receivers and scheme guys open much better than we do. And they still run the ball with their running backs out of shotgun at a much higher rate than we do just at the very least to keep the uh, defense off balance. So a uh, lot, lot that needs to be uh, fixed from the Sirianni era. 
One big uh, thing, of course, Zach Ertz has been traded. I accidentally uh, on the rundown wrote down retirement. He is not retired, although he is uh, heading out to uh, Arizona to spend his uh, last days in the NFL. Got a, a fifth rounder back and some uh, rookie cornerback who hasn't been activated. So not much in return, but we were never going to get uh, much for Zach Ertz. Shout out to Zach Ertz, all time Eagle, couple of massive catches in the Super Bowl. Uh, unfortunately, yeah, couldn't end on a uh, better season, but he, you know, went out with a pretty good game, probably his best game in a long time. Does seem like he's lost a little, but uh, going to an ideal situation in Arizona, Justin, what is your favorite Zach Ertz moment? Oh, I mean, I think it's when he uh, was able to just score that touch, go ahead, touchdown for us in the Super Bowl. Uh, can you pick any brighter moment for us than that? Um, uh, it was just super suspenseful as well. The fact that they had to go to replay, it was obviously a catch, but you know, uh, <laughs> you had two I loved touchdowns it. in that Super Bowl, uh, be reviewed by replay, got both of them. That was uh, in the season it was. Well, you know, I just wanted to give a little bit of a shout out to him. I mean, it's a great, great player for us, great all time eagle. I mean, uh, the fact that he was able to get, you know, most receptions in a single season by a tight end is amazing. You know, he's 12th in tight end out of all uh, for receptions out of all tight ends. And he's 16th all time in yards so far. So I'm hoping, you know, I, I wish the best for him in Arizona. I'm hoping he can add to those stats and, you know, uh, continue his legacy because he's one hell of a tight end. And uh, it's bittersweet to see him go. I think, you know, we got the best of his years, but I do still think he can do, do some damage there for the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, Rob. Interesting debate here. What is a uh, a bigger catch for Zach Ertz? Was it the touchdown catch or the the one on fourth down on that drive? I mean, Man. it's an interesting debate. I mean, I, that that is a tough debate. I mean, you could easily say the fourth down drive because if that doesn't happen, we never get to the touchdown. Um, both crucial. I mean, look, Zach Ertz is an all time eagle. The guy, uh, you know, loves the city first and foremost. I mean, you watch him in his in his press conference. He was crying and and just, you know, stressing how much he loved the city as a West Coast guy to come here and now call Philly home. I mean, that's what you want to see for our players. He's been great in the community. He he said his foundation will continue in the community. So, I am glad to see the Eagles did right by him and traded him to a, a contender. He has the opportunity to go somewhere where he, where he could have a meaningful impact. Um, you know, I think my wife was just as devastated for the trade. She, she has the Ertz Jersey and rocked it during the super bowl. Um, so, you know, I certainly wish the guy, well, I've no doubt he's going to come back, ultimately retire an Eagle be in our ring of honor. Um, you know, and who knows, maybe he's bordering on, on hall of fame. If, if he can add a few, uh, you know, add, add a bit to his stats. Yeah, no, he, his numbers are certainly up there with some of the great tight ends. I mean, if he does some damage in the playoffs with the Cardinals, I, I think that certainly helps his resume. Uh, speaking of all time Eagles, Lane Johnson announced his return dealing with the depression and anxiety. So that'll be huge to get Lane back because now we can put Jordan Mylotta back at left tackle. Uh, not that Andre Dillard wasn't playing poorly, but I do think having Lane back having Madlata back at his natural position, a left tackle will certainly help seal things up on the offensive line. As we look forward uh, to the, uh, yeah, I mean, to the, to this game against the Las Vegas Raiders, 
Before we get to that, I want to shout out WinBet. Of course, WinBet is the presenting sponsor of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network and the Diehard Eagles Podcast, which you're listening to right now. And I know there's a lot of uh, Eagles fans down there in South Jersey. Perfect opportunity to get down on the birds. Or if you're one of those uh, cynical Eagles fans that bets against them, also great opportunity. Uh, they have, uh, again, plenty of options, not only the Eagles, every NFL team. All the uh, in-game wagering would have been a nice uh, in-game wager if you got in on the Eagles when they're down 14 and managed to cover by only losing uh, by six. There currently, the betting line for the Philadelphia Eagles it will open at three and a half, uh, all the way down to three. Right now, Las Vegas Raiders three-point favorites. Total sitting at 48. Make sure you go to WinBet.com or download the Win Betting app. And uh, yeah, get down over at the win, or if you're in Las Vegas, uh, head over to the win. I'm going to be there for the game. Heading out. If you're an Eagles fan, going to the Eagles Vegas game, hit me up. Let's hang out. Uh, let's drink some beers. Go birds, indeed. Uh, Rob, Justin, any any thoughts on getting Lane back? I mean, obviously, it's pretty huge. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's going to be a big deal. Uh, anything that can buy Hurts more time, I think it's going to help him out. I think the other thing too is uh, I think it'll allow him to step up in the pocket more. Um, hopefully he's not scrambling nearly as much and buy him that extra, you know, half second so that he can, you know, go th- read through the progressions a little bit more um, and make the throws that he needs. I'm just overall, I'm just happy Lane got what seems to be the help that he needed. I hope he's not rushing back, uh, but we do need him. And, and uh, I can't wait to see him on the field. Yeah. A huge, huge getting lane back. And one bright spot in the season, of course, not been a great season for the Eagles, but been a great season for Howie Roseman as far as what he did in the draft. I mean, the fact that we got the Dolphins first rounder for letting them draft Jalen Waddle over Devonta Smith, and Jalen Waddle had a good game, but the Dolphins losing to the Jags means that right now, if the season ended, our little pick tracking update, the Dolphins would, uh, we would have the Dolphins pick at number two. We would have our own pick at number eight, and we would have the Colts pick at number nine. So three picks in the top nine right now. Rob, have you started looking ahead as to what we might draft in the uh, next year's draft? No, um, you know I can't say I've looked at any specific players, but I mean, look, we—I I would love to see us take a linebacker. I, I think if there's one thing this season is showing us is we cannot keep playing with these, you know, makeshift linebacker cores. We're just getting shredded over the middle of the field. Uh, You know, I know the team doesn't like to invest in it. It doesn't have to be your first pick. It doesn't even have to be the second of the picks, but I think we need to, to finally use a relatively higher pick on a linebacker to give the middle of that defense some teeth. Yeah. I mean, again, the whole bend don't break defense is fine. If you have the offensive firepower to match it, but we just aren't there yet. It'd be great to have a super athletic linebacker, uh, you know, maybe Jordan Hicks in his prime or, or someone that can create some plays, cover these athletic tight ends that have been killing us and just slow down the, the, the rush. You know, I mean, cause we've been just getting it run down our throats right now and, and lacking of physicality and the D line has still played uh, pretty good. I, I still think it's probably the strength of the team. Uh, three top 10 picks, certainly quarterback probably will be considered. I know Matty Corral at Ole Miss. He's kind of an interesting quarterback to keep an eye on. We also feels like we need a true second quarterback. I, I don't know if Steve Nelson is going to be the long-term answer there. 
and then maybe even an offensive lineman. We'll see uh, how we're doing depth wise. But Justin, are you are you looking at your chops? Have you already started looking at Mel Kuyper's uh, draft board here? Uh, just a little bit, actually. I, you know what? I didn't have linebacker on my list or in my mind, but I think Rob does bring up a good point. I w- I would be willing to say linebacker. I think if we could draft down, um, and and use one of those picks if we do end up drafting down uh, later, either in the first or early in the second. Um, just simply because Rob points out a great point, we could use a linebacker. Um, it's just that the value, at least high, doesn't work out so well. But hopefully, we could be able to draft. Uh, you know, draft down, pick one of those guys up if we need to. Uh, but I think a key guy might be Hamilton from Notre Dame. You know, it'd be nice to have somebody to fortify that secondary uh, as a safety there. I know you were talking about, you know, second cornerback, but I think, you know, th- those guys in, you know, McLeod keeps getting older. I don't know how great Anthony Harris is overall. He hasn't really impressed me too much this season. So I think, you know, if we could get Hamilton there and you also pointed out, I like the idea of alignment um, either kneel at tackle possibly, which doesn't necessarily seem to be a need at the moment, luckily, but who knows with lane at the moment, maybe we need somebody and it could help out. Dillard has been playing well, but it seems like he's always suggested in a possible future trade. Who knows? Um, Linderbaum at center seems like he would be a great guy actually to add and we could actually plug and play him if we wanted to play him right away. I know we picked up Dickerson and he played center at Alabama, but I mean, he's been playing fairly well, I guess, at guard struggled here and there. Maybe he's better to throw at center. If Kelsey ends up leaving, who knows there? Uh, What I'm sorry, go Sean. Oh no, no. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it'll be interesting to see how much Kelsey has left in the tank and Dickerson. They did draft him seemingly to be the replacement for Kelsey. But again, he's already getting banged up and injuries were a big issue. Um, I don't know. Still kind of questioning that pick from uh, the Howmeister. Uh, but that's about, yeah, that's about it. I just, uh, I, I mean, a D end would be great. Uh, I don't know if it's a necessity, but how he's going to pick one of these D ends that are at the top. No doubt about that. I, I guarantee that with one of those three picks. Yeah, it'd be great if we get linebacker or safety. It just seems like they're just so whatever the analytics say, they say don't don't draft a linebacker or safety high. So I I you know, they're locked into their 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 routine here when it comes to uh guys they draft. Probably just draft another uh, bust first round uh, wide receiver there. <laughs> Rob, maybe we need a dose of reality here. Although I feel like the reality <laughs> we're our, we're living in the reality. So this is really the season for Rob the Realist. What is uh what is your latest state of the team, Rob, as we go in to face the Las Vegas Raiders? Me as the uh blind fan, here's what I'm talking about. We steal a win in Las Vegas. Okay, you know, they they got up for the game after Gruden. Okay, that's that's good for the Raiders, but now ultimate letdown spot for them. All the emotions gone, it's worn off. They had a big division win. Now they're gonna come back feeling themselves. Upstart Eagles, we got extra rest. Maybe we get this win and then Detroit all of a sudden don't look now we're four and four right back in the wild card race. Maybe it's time to, to hear from Rob, the realist though. Yeah. I have a different take uh, for today, even more than our record. And, and, you know, we're all starting to already hear the chatter is Sirianni one and done. Um, He's not adjusting, you know, they're criticizing him this week because he said they weren't going to change his he wasn't going to change his offensive game calling or his, his preparation methods. 
Um, but look, we need to be prepared. He's not getting fired after this season. It, things would have to go so horrific, in my opinion, the rest of the season for him to be fired. And I'll tell you why. One, rookie head coach, first time calling plays. We knew what he, we were getting into. We knew coming into the season, this was not the most talented team. We were probably going to be around six wins. I know we all picked more, but you know, Vegas had us there. But for for the team to fire Sirianni, most importantly, Howie would have to admit he made a huge failure and that would jeopardize his job. I mean, how many GMs get to pick, like, what would this be like his fourth or fifth head coach at this point? So I just think it's impossible because it would, it would force Howie to admit his failure. He's not going to want to do that in a year where he potentially has three first round draft picks. So I think we need to be prepared as bad as this season goes. Nick Sirianni will be back. I remain hopeful. He can improve. I think he can improve his play calling his scheme. Um, no matter what he says, there's no way he's not taking a hard look at what he's doing this week in the bye week and look and not the bye week but the long week. Um, he's not going to sit there and say, yeah, guys, I'm terrible. I don't know what I'm doing. I mean, what else is he going to say in a press conference? So, but I can guarantee you behind closed doors, he's looking at things. But you know, the takeaway today is I think we need to be prepared. He's going to get at least two seasons here. Yeah, I'd be really shocked if he is one and done. Um, just because the way the Eagle, the Eagles don't want to seem like a disaster. Uh, you know what I mean? They don't want to seem like a. Uh, I was looking for the word dumpster fire. They don't want to. They don't. And firing your coach after one year is a real dumpster fire move. I, I just don't see that happening uh, for them. So I, I, I think you're right, Rob. I, I think they're going to stick around. Sirianni's going to stick around now with well, hurts season second year. I, I think he is on a much shorter leech leash than, um, than Sirianni. All right, let's get to the game against the Las Vegas Raiders. Justin, I'll let you kick things off. What do the Eagles need to do on defense to get this W against the Las Vegas Raiders in Las Vegas? I will be attending little stat here, little trend. The Eagles are three and zero straight up and against the spread in games. I've attended on the West coast. So uh, looking for that trend to continue come Sunday. Uh, you know, I think, I mean, what we need to do every game is get pressure on the quarterback, but uh, I say this, this game simply because, you know, Raiders have given up 17 sacks so far overall cars actually played fairly well. Uh, but he, you know, he can get rattled. He can make those mistakes. Um, he makes some really big mistakes at really compromising situations. Um, but I think if we can rattle him up, it'll help. Um, I am okay. And I'll go on record saying this starting out in zone. If we need to simply because they got rugs, Waller Renfro. Um, and I think it's Edwards as well, who have been, who are all solid. And I think it might be necessary at least at the start, but we start to get burned. We got to quickly go to man. I know we've been starting out early at the very least or for whole games going zone, but we got to be willing to adapt and adjust if necessary. But I think Carr is a quarterback where we might be able to sit back and play a little bit more zone and be able to take advantage of it, but we will see. Yeah. For me, it just has to be the running game. And and as much as we were worried about Tom Brady and their, their dynamic receivers carving us up and they, and they did that to a certain degree, it really, it, I mean, Leonard Fournette was really the guy that, that really uh, torched us. I mean, the fact that we just couldn't 
get a push and and they just had these easy third and short or uh second and short you know i that's really and we were behind the sticks the entire game that to me was was the biggest issue and you know the raiders like to run the ball uh certainly darren waller is going to be a handful for our linebackers and safeties but it starts with upfront slowing down the uh, raiders running attack and i know they're going to want to pound the rock set up some play action take deep shots with rugs but we got to step one slow down the run rob where yeah what do we got to do on defense yeah, I actually have the opposite take of Justin. I, I think we need to come out aggressive, uh, start in man, be aggressive, maybe some blitzes. Look, it, it, it's been multiple games now. We start the game in that soft zone. We did it again against Tampa Bay, picked us apart. Look, obviously, uh, cars know Tom Brady. I'm not saying he is, but it, that defense is just not working for us. And it seems like when we're getting aggressive, we're getting some turnovers, we're forcing some plays where you know, we're not perfect. We're giving up touchdowns, but we're at least getting off the field uh, sometimes. So why waste time? Why give up the quick score or two before you adjust? Let's, let's start one game in that maybe it doesn't work and we have to adjust the opposite way, but I'd rather see us come out over aggressive. Even if we get beat deep for one or two, then just get picked apart and march down the field. Totally agree. I mean, if they're going to take, if we're going to get beat, man, fine, we're going to get beat, man. The death by a thousand paper cuts with just letting them dink and dunk and, and run the ball down our throats. I just cannot, cannot watch it. It is a, it is a tough watch almost as tough as watching uh, myself in the mirror as I lose all my hair. Thankfully keeps is here to help me out. Keeps helps me hang on to the hair that I have. That's right. Keeps offers a simple stress-free way to keep your hair convenient. Virtual doctor consultations, medications delivered straight to your door every three months. You don't even have to leave your home. Discreet packaging and proven results. Don't worry. It doesn't say bald pills. Just, you know, some nice little uh, keeps uh, discreet packaging shows up and it's low cost. I know what you're thinking. Wow. That sounds pretty good. Uh, Nice hair loss prevention treatment. Uh, It's got to be pretty pricey. No, Treatments start at just $10 per month, keeps offers generic versions as well. And of course, prevention is key. Treatment can take four to six months to see results. So act fast, head over to keeps.com. If you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash SGP. Even better, you get your first month of treatment for free. Free hair? That's right. If you go to keeps.com slash SGP to get your first month free, keeps.com slash S G P also brought to you by PropSwap.com, where America goes to buy and sell real sports bets. Not going to have much luck unloading my uh, Nick Sirianni or Jalen hurts uh, future bets. Still uh, I'm, I'm optimistic about my Eagles win total that I got over at the win six and a half. You know, there's a world where we're four and four guys. So hold on to your hats. And we have some division games against the New York giants and the Washington football team, both of which look noticeably worse than us. I'm going to say it. Sure. Maybe the Cowboys run away with it, but we still got some easy wins against the Cowboys or sorry, against the uh, football team and giants. But if you want to get involved in uh, buying and selling real sports bets, especially baseball futures, Justin, I know you're a uh, Dodgers fan. If you want to get a ticket for the Dodgers to win the uh, national league, go to the world series, head over to propswap.com get down on your first deposit, use promo code SGP and they double your first deposit Propsoft.com promo code S G P. All right. What do the Eagles need to do on offense? I am not going to allow any of us to use run the ball as the answer. 
It's too <laughs> obvious. It's too easy. The fans deserve more. Here's what I'm going to say. Well, also one quick sidebar. How fucking annoying is it that they still run play action with the running backs, even though they don't hand the ball off? Like you're not fooling anyone. Let Jalen hurts. Use that extra second and a half instead of pretending to fake a handoff to the running back, which the linebackers aren't biting. Let them use that time to see the field and possibly, uh, you know, find an open receiver, but no, we got it. We got to run the play action. Even though, I mean, do they think the defense doesn't have Twitter? They don't see these reports where they run the ball like three times in a goddamn game. All right. So since we can't use that as something we have to do on offense, Justin, you're the first to start. What do we, what do we got to do on offense? We need time. We need to create time. And I think that starts with, you know, uh, getting a key piece of our line back with lane and, you know, this line creating a little bit more time for Hertz So he doesn't feel so rushed. Um, I know Hertz didn't play a good game last game, but one thing I will give him credit for is it seemed like that pocket was collapsing awfully quick on him. And I'm not trying to make excuses, but he, he got out of there relatively quick and I think he needed to, or else he would have saw a lot more sacks last game. Now, the, the unfortunate thing is when he is rolling out of the pocket, he doesn't seem to be able to find anybody at times he does, but most of the times it doesn't seem to be a pass. He ends up just running for a couple of yards, but I think if we could get him a little bit more time in that pocket, he'll be able to go through his reads a little bit more and find the open receivers when necessary. That's what I think the key is going to be here. Yep. I like it. Give him more time, Rob. What do you, what do we got to do on the offensive side of the ball? Use the middle of the field. Yes. Look, the, the trend's continuing. He's not throwing over the middle, whether that's design plays or, you know, he's just not looking there. But this is the perfect game to get Goddard going. Look, now Goddard is the clear number one guy on this team. He's on a contract year. He needs to show us what he has, and we should use the middle of the field. The other throws are only going to get easier if we're using the middle. How, I mean, Y'all, the defense already knows we don't run the ball, so that's one thing gone. And then if you don't throw across the middle, all they're defending is the is the sides of the field. I mean, h- how much easier could it be? So we need to get more dynamic, and I think it needs to start throwing over the middle. We also had a huge debate in in one of our threads about taking some plays under shotgun. I would like, I mean, under under center. Sorry, I would like to see us do some plays under center. I think it's better for the run game. I think play action is way more effective when it's from under center versus when it's in the shotgun. Um, I would just like to see us mix it up. I'm sure we're always going to be in shotgun more, but let's mix, let's mix it up a little bit. Yeah, totally agree. And, and you know, one angle I thought they would take advantage of is the bucks being without their linebacker, Levante David, who's a very good inside linebacker and, and would create some good mismatches for Kenny Gainwell in the passing game. Uh, the tight end. I mean, Ertz had a good game, but even that stuff, it was on the outside. It was, um, you know, not really taking advantage of the middle of the field. There's a ton of opportunity. Rob kind of had a similar angle that I was going for. And I'll expand on that by saying, what about this pony formation? We heard a lot about a buzz about a two running back set coming into the season. And I think there's a lot you can do in the passing. I'm not going to mention the running game, not going to mention it, but I think there's even a lot you can do in the passing game. If you have Kenny Gainwell and miles Sanders on the field at the same time, the pony package, they call it. I would love to see that Um, again, you know, they're not doing the simple stuff. Great, but just that sort of variation alone, 
would get me pretty interested. And, and I think that's something that, that is not on film currently. That's something they could implement in the little bit of a longer week, get that going. And I think that uh, puts us into a, a good spot there. Maybe Sean, just, um, I just want to get this correct. We are currently not using our running back. Yes. But you want two running backs on the field. Well, it, and hear me out, Justin, no, because then that would statistically it would force them to uh, maybe use one of the running backs. Like there's two out there. It means it increases the odds that one of their running backs actually gets used. So that, I actually love the idea. I love the idea. I just wanted to put that out there. It's uh it's an analytics play and we'll, we'll get to Justin's uh, gem in a second. I think we just need a, a segment on the show. Just calling just saying like sorting out things from the group text. Uh, the big, the big bone of contention in this week's group text was who would you rather have Daniel Jones or Jalen hurts? And uh, you know, one of the uh, Jalen hurts haters in the uh, text group will go unnamed, but uh, simply PM Jalen hurts. I ran a, I ran a unbiased poll again. A lot of the followers of the sports gambling podcast are not Eagles fans. They're they're, you know, we even got some Cowboys fans, Giants fans, fairly unbiased group. I would say, who would you rather have moving forward? Jalen hurts 66.4% Danny dimes, 33.6%. And I feel like that's fair. Do I think Jalen hurts has looked amazing in his 10 NFL starts? No. Is he flawed as a quarterback? Sure. But we've seen Daniel Jones suck on a consistent basis, much more longer than we've seen Jalen hurts suck. That makes me think he has more of an upside. And that's why I'm selecting a Jalen Hurts there. Rob, where are you at? Jalen Hurts or Daniel Jones? Yeah, clearly Jalen Hurts. I mean, we've seen Daniel Jones for three years. He hasn't done anything uh, to, to make me believe he's the long term franchise but, quarterback. But his so. team is bad. He doesn't have receivers around him. I was like, yeah, so is Hurts. He yeah, did Jalen hurts took over a two win Eagles team with one offensive lineman starting and dog shit receiver talent won a couple of games. And now you basically blow up the team and you have a rookie head coach. Yeah. There, there might be some road bumps. Completely agree. And, and I think that needs to be put in perspective and look, it's possible. Neither of them work out long-term that the jury is very much still out on Jalen hurts long-term <laughs> future, but I think we already know what, what, what they have in uh, Daniel Jones. Yeah. And, and it's not that I'm so high on Daniel Jones or sorry, then that I'm so high on, on Jalen hurts. It's just, it feels like Daniel Jones suckiness is more of a known commodity simply because of the sample size. Again, an analytics play he's sucked for three uh, years. Now Jalen hurts has only sucked for, you know, a much smaller sample size thereby there's more randomness and a, a greater possibility. He gets out of it. Yeah. Sean, before we get to Justin here, sure. I, I'm just curious what your colleague uh, diehard giants fan uh, Ryan <laughs> had to say about this poll. I, I tried to bring it up. He pretends like he's all for it, but he knows he's just like, he's just following the company line of like, no, of course, Daniel Jones, but you could, you can hear it in his voice. He doesn't, he doesn't even believe it. I mean, he threw out Danny dimes, but he, he knew it's all bad. And, and Daniel Jones, he was like, he, he might still be up there after his four turnover performance, but he was up there with uh, most fumbles for this many games played. Like he's setting, he's setting like NFL records for turnovers. And you know, Jalen Hurts. One thing he has done relatively well is, is you know not turn it over. Justin, where are you at? 
Oh, I mean, obviously with you guys, uh, I have eyes. I can see. I do find it humorous that we went from comparing Wentz and Dak to now uh, <laughs> how the mighty have fallen. Now we're comparing Hertz and Daniel fucking Jones. Um, he's horrible. Yeah. Um, I mean, what has he done lately? I mean, he can't really, he throws the occasional nice pass. So I'll give him that. Other than that, he fumbles a lot. He doesn't play well. He'll pack it away. Uh, he, when he does run, which he's fast, that's all anybody ever seems to want to talk about in his positives column. He seems to fall. So I don't, I don't see why anybody would say that Daniel Jones is better than Hertz. He just doesn't. If you look at the stats, it doesn't work. You guys pointed out the fact that he's in his third year. He's got a lot more um, stats to go off of that just prove how bad he is. So, I mean, obviously you want to go with Hertz, the guy who's a little bit more inexperienced at the moment and who possibly has a higher ceiling still. Agreed. So we're going to clip this and send this to our friend. So he understands how wrong he is. Justin, what is your, what is your gem? What is the diamond in the rough? What is the thing that the average analyst is overlooking the key to us getting a victory come Sunday? Well, I don't know if the average analyst is, is overlooking this, but Rob already actually pointed this out a little bit. Dallas Goddard, I think is going to be the key to this game. Uh, You know, he's, he's got an extra week rest, which is nice. Uh, The fact that Ertz is now off the team, unfortunately we had to trade him away, but it's his position now and he needs to shine. And I think he will be able to shine in this offense. Uh, We just need to be able to get him the ball. Uh, He's the one thing I've always liked about him compared to Ertz is the fact that he can get yak. He's a little more aggressive or a lot more aggressive after he catches the ball. Um, I'm going to be looking to see what Goddard can do this game in order to get us the yards and hopefully the points that we need. Let's go. All right. Now heading over to the fans key to the game for me, it's going to be getting to the game. Uh, I'm going to be going there with my old man. So hopefully he's in a state where uh, I don't know, no issues happen getting into the stadium to me. I, I, I'd want your insight. I think I'm going to go Reggie white Jersey for the game. Come to a nice uh, throwback Jersey, bringing, bringing that back to Las Vegas. Uh, I'm leaning, leaning Reggie Jersey. Haven't obviously had much Jersey Bojo. So I feel like it's wide open. Justin, what are you going to do all the way out there in Hawaii uh, to uh, dial in your fandom here for the Eagles game? Sean, I, I really don't know at this point. I've changed it up <laughs> each week. Yeah. I bet on the team. I haven't bet on the team. I've worn different shirts. I've worn different jerseys. I've flown to LA to watch the game with you. Yeah. None of this seems to help. So I'm not sure. Uh, the one thing I can say you know, I think I was at Waikiki Brewing uh, for both of the wins. So I, I think I'm going to go back. I'm going to use that gift card that uh, Rob <laughs> and his lovely wife, Jill, got us when they came out to visit. I got to use the rest of that. And hopefully we could get another win if we're there. That's the only thing I can I think I can possibly do in order to turn this tide. Rob, you're you're a lawyer. Do you think uh, Justin worked out some uh, secret deal with Waikiki Brewing? Get some uh, plugs on the podcast. <laughs> now he's gonna get like some extra nacho toppings. I'm worried about Justin Kendrick's side deal here. I'd say if he did, it's definitely not for money, and it's just for uh, <laughs> some extra helpings. Yeah, um, can't blame him. He's a yeah, he may have. Look, it's. I will say it's pretty cool in Hawaii, sitting outside watching the game at uh, 7 a.m. Oh, that is uh, that's a little too early. 
Rob, what are you doing come Sunday? You got any uh, any plans? Shake things up, mojo wise. Yeah, you know, I think my plan for this weekend is just to get back in my normal routine. Last week we were uh, Prime getting some work done around the house, and uh, it kind of just threw me all off in terms of my normal routine. So I'm gonna do my usual. I'm gonna I'm just gonna wear the Eagles, the Kelly Green Eagles T-shirt, um, no jersey yet, um, and just watch the game at home. I think, and and just try to get back back to my usual. Back to basics. I like it. That feels like a uh, good strategy for the Eagles. You know, back to basics, like running the goddamn ball. All right, let's pick out our Eagles nest player of the game. This is brought to you by Prediction Strike. Prediction Strike is the only sports based performance stock market game on the market. It's uh, pretty fun. In the same way that you can buy and sell shares of a stock over at predictionstrike.com, you can buy and sell shares of your favorite players. I, I bought some Kenny Gainwell stock before the uh, Bucks game. That didn't work out that great, but hopefully it skyrockets in value after this uh, Las Vegas Raiders game. And the best part is, if you use the promo code SGPN Eagles, you get a free athlete share with your first deposit of twenty dollars or more. If you like uh, checking out your stocks, you like dabbling in crypto, Prediction Strike is a fun combination of those. Uh, you know, uh, it scratches that itch. So make sure you go to predictionstrike.com and use the promo code SGPN Eagles. I used uh, Javon Hargrave. I've used uh, who else have I used recently? Used Darius Slay. I was one off on a Darius Slay game. I've used Devonta Smith. I'm going to go back to. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go to the well. You guys are making a really good case for Dallas Goddard. No Zach Ertz should free up some opportunities for more targets. This is a Dallas Goddard breakout game. Give me Dallas Goddard for my Eagles nest player and my final score prediction. I'm calling it Eagles win 24 to 23 over the Las Vegas Raiders. Justin, who is your uh, Eagles player of the game? And what's your final score prediction? You know, I'm going to go with Lane Johnson. I think he's going to have a really good game here. You know, nice. I know, you know, he's been downtrodden in the last three weeks. So hopefully he's been able to get his head right. Um, but, you know, he's well rested now and hopefully he does have his head right. And he can look to the football fields as a positive outlet now. And he's able to put together one hell of a game. Um, I'm just going to go with Lane here for those reasons. Um, and then a final score. I think I really do. I think we could pull this one out. But I think if we do, it's going to be super close. So I'm going to say 28, 27 Eagles. Ooh, I like it. You're also predicting a one point victory. Hopefully Jake Elliott gets his head out of his, his ass. Missed a makeable field goal last week, which he'd, he'd been looking pretty good the rest of the season, but you know, that's the kind of year it's been Rob, who is your Eagles nest player? And what is your final score prediction? Yeah, this is tough. Um, I'm actually going to say Jalen Rager is going to have a nice uh, game and and maybe catch a long one. Um, he's coming off the uh, you know the zero last game. I just think he's due to get a, a bomb uh, for a touchdown. He's shown some speed this year. He almost had that one touchdown, but obviously it came back when he was out of bounds. So I'm going to say Rager. Um, who knows? Maybe I'm in part uh, just wishing it to come true. Um, in terms of the game, I, you know, actually I'm with you guys. I actually, I think oh, we can pull this one out. Um, I think coming off the kind of mini bye week, so to speak, the team's going to be rested. I think Sirianni is going to take a look at his play calling, hopefully have a more creative game. 
And I'm going to say 24 to 21 Eagles. I like it. We're all predicting an Eagles victory like we did against the Atlanta Falcons. Hopefully we get that kind of game and uh, yeah, let's go baby. Make sure you guys, thanks. First off, thanks for uh, spreading the word on the Eagles podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the diehard Eagles feed. We got our own feed and uh, give us a follow on Twitter. We're on Twitter at diehard Eagles 52 at diehard Eagles 52. Going to be tweeting some more stuff there, uh, tweeting out some content, some photos, whatever uh, from the stadium. So if you want to follow along, uh, that'll be a fun ride as well for the diehard Eagles podcast. I'm Sean stacking the money green for Rob, for Justin, go birds. Go birds. Go birds. Go birds.